Napa know-how. It takes a lot to get excited about a bag, but most bags can't save you 20% on auto parts. That's 20% off headlamps, 20% off oil filters, 20% off virtually anything you can fit inside the 99-cent Napa reusable bag. So tell your buddies, there's a bag they just have to check out. Quality parts, helpful people. That's Napa know-how. Napa know-how. At participating Napa Auto Parts stores while supplies last. Minimum three items. Exclusions apply. Offer ends 10-31-17. From the land of the free and the home of the Chiefs, with two-man coverage of the red and gold, this is the Locked On Chiefs Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Welcome back to Locked On Chiefs for Red Friday, September 23rd. Got a game coming up against the New York Jets. We have tons and tons of information for you. But jump out there and take a listen to the Locked On NFL show with Matt Williamson. It's a great show. It'll give you a lowdown on the whole league all at once in a nice quick podcast. We also got Locked On Fantasy. Give that a listen, too, before you try to set your lineups for this weekend. Now, coming up on this show, we're going to go over some nice details about what's going on with Alex Smith through the first two weeks of the season. We're going to take a look how it compares to last year, too. We have John Pollard, formerly of Stats, Inc. and Real Football Network. He is a private consultant who works with NFL teams on analytics for all kinds of aspects of devising game plans and looking at what's successful and what isn't in the NFL. Got a great interview with him in a little bit, but first, we're going to get to the news and we're going to take a look at what we're looking for this weekend with Chiefs versus Jets. News as of this morning, Chiefs still have two of their guards out and not practicing. That is Ja Reed, who started last week, and Parker Einger on the left side, who was out last week as well. So those guys are still sidelined. Given this was their last big practice of the week, that's that's a tough call whether they're going to be able to play Laurent Duvernay-Tardif was practicing today, although in a limited role, so it looks like he's another step closer to getting back into the game. Big news is that Eric Berry, while having a day off, was back on the practice field today, and so was Tom Bahali. So they're gearing up to have both of those guys available to go against the Jets. That's the big news of the day, so let's start talking about this matchup. I can't emphasize enough how big of a deal it is for Kansas City to get off to a quick start and a good start on offense this week. I think that if they have any chance of staying around and winning this game, they have to be able to start quick. They need to get points on the board in the first possession. I I just think that is a key to this game. Slow start, trying to get on the same page. You know, Chris Conley talked about it a little bit this week, that it's just trying to get a rhythm, trying to get uh, the flow going with, with all 11 guys on that offense. I think you're right. That's It's got to be a first priority. Yeah, and if they don't that. figure it out this week, it's only going to get harder because they're going to play a Pittsburgh team that has a much better offense than anything they've faced at this point. So they're going to need to figure out uh, how to be able to put points on the board and give their defense a little bit of a break because right now their defense has been carrying them uh, for pretty much a game and a half. And, you know, while that's been a, a comfort to keep them in it, it's been a little bit of a, of a civil multi-personality kind of thing with this defense. Week one, they're getting run on left and right. They come up with a couple of plays. Week two, they go in and they get chewed on a little bit in the passing game, but did a real good job against the run. So it's, it's a little tough to know who's going to show up. And I think 
They're going to need a little bit of both, but probably with the way Matt Forte's been running, I think really the Chiefs need to focus again on stopping no, that I would run agree first. with that. I think that is going to be the key. If you make the Jets one-dimensional, then you have to make Ryan Fitzpatrick beat you, and I would much rather take my chances of him trying to beat the Chiefs on his own and with even with the passing weapons he has than if he has a competent running game and they can't stop it. Another little twist here, at least we heard Thursday night that uh, Brandon Marshall didn't practice again. Uh, they got De- Eric Decker back a little bit in some limited practice, so they might have one of their weapons, but I think the pass game might be struggling uh, a little bit to get going on the Jets side, so there's just another reason to try and get that lockdown early and attack the run because you know they're going to use Forte. Now, when we flip it, what do you look well, I just for? want to say on Brandon Marshall, I think he's enough of a pro that if he doesn't practice – on thir- if he didn't practice Thursday, if he- as long as he gets limited action on Friday, I think he'd be ready to go and would be all right. Uh, but that'll be something that we'll definitely need to be watching and, and monitoring. So let's look at what the Jets are bringing in to try and attack and stifle that offense the Chiefs are struggling to get started. Their defensive line is is very good. They have a lot of depth there. They have a lot of players that are very good on their defensive line that are a load to handle on their own let alone all three pieces together. Uh, I think that Todd Bowles is really going to attack Kansas City's offensive line, especially with you know starters out. And I think that's really going to be a concern that they have to figure out and they have to be able to get their defensive line to have to think as opposed to just being able to play the way they normally do. If they can make them have to think, that will actually help Kansas City's offense because then you don't have them pursuing just right from the get-go and going after you know just the running game or just the passing game. They need to be able to keep them off guard. Yeah, and with Wilkerson lining up against maybe a hobbled LDT or maybe somebody else fell in form, we'll have to see how that works out. You know, that's that's a decided advantage for the Jets right there. But again, just like last week, there seems to be a hole at the second level at inside linebacker because Aaron Henderson isn't practicing. Yeah, that's something that the Chiefs should be able to take advantage of. But at the same time, they should have been able to take advantage of it last week and didn't. So the question really comes down to, are they going to take advantage of it, which I think they have to. And they need to attack the middle of the field and they need to use, you know, Albert Wilson or whoever the slot receiver is and the tight ends to attack the middle of the field and maybe even use some, you know, the running back uh, dropping out into that area of the field every once in a while. You know, any way to really do it is fine, but you have to attack that part of the defense if they're going to be weak there. And, and I agree, that is a weakness that, that they need to try to exploit. And Kansas City has the offense to do it. They have the players to do it. And Andy Reid fully recognizes, at least in his verbiage, that that he has to do a better job of calling plays that are going to be successful. They've gone to that uh, that seam route with Demetrius Harris two games in a row, and the guy just hasn't come up with a catch. It was really close last week. I still think the defender made the play on that one, but anyway. But you got to see them try to do something with, like you said, either slot receiver or let Travis Kelsey eat. Down the middle. That's where his bread and butter is. I think they got to feed him and wear right down. Well, the I wouldn't have a problem with that either. The issue I have is that I don't think you take Demetrius Harris out of the offense. I, I understand what you're saying, feed Kelsey, but I think if you can get him that ball, and I think it was close enough to a reception to where I don't think that that's going to. I think that, you know, the defense is going to look at that and say, okay, well, we have to at least account for this in some way, shape, or form. It was there last week. Yeah, the defender made a great play, but that isn't going to happen twice in a row. 
so I think that is something that they need to keep in the offense. I think Harris gives them that ability, and they need to use it. Uh, and I agree with you, though. They, they need to use the running backs out of the backfield and get them in the middle of the field. They need to use Travis Kelsey in the middle of the field. And, you know, you need to use your slot receiver if you're going to have him on the field. You can't have him on the field for 66% of your plays and not use him. Now, the last thing, I, I want to see a little bit of spark. We've had kind of a lull talking about D4 the last couple of weeks. He's been, I would say, solid probably. Didn't notch any huge statistics last week, but this might be his chance. They're going to miss an offensive lineman most likely on the Jets side of the ball, which might give him a shot at it. That right tackle position is a little iffy for them to begin with. You think D4 can break through and make some plays this week? It'd be great if he could. I'm not going to hold my breath on it. I think that they need to figure out uh, how to generate p- pass rush and it not necessarily be D Ford or Tom Mahali. I think that that's something that they're just going to have to adjust to and say, okay, we can't, we can't think that these guys are going to get the pass rush that we need. And Sutton needs to be more creative. He, he's shown that he has the ability to be creative at times and uh, confuse an offensive line and confuse an offense just with the scheme that he runs. I think that he has that ability and actually this is a game that I would think he'd be really up for considering this is a place that he coached for quite a while. Well, that's our keys to the cheese versus jets. Hi, you've reached the high fashion hotline. Hi, my family's going to a tailgate and I want our style to stand out from the crowd. Just go to old Navy, old Navy. Yep. Old Navy's got all the latest fall styles. Plus during old Navy's colossal sale, you'll save up to 50% off store wide. Did you say up to 50% off? I did. So don't sit on the sidelines. Old Navy has the perfect pants from 19 bucks. Stylish dresses from 15 bucks and comfy tees for the family from just six bucks right now at old Navy and old Navy.com. We're cheering for old Navy high fashion, old Navy valid 10, two to 10, 10 select styles only. Right now, we're going to welcome John Pollard to the show. First time joining us. He is an analytics expert, formerly of Stats, Inc., Real Football Network, big time stats organizations. He's currently consulting for a number of unnamed, cannot be named NFL and NCAA programs. Uh, Very, very insightful. And we want to talk QBs. All right, Chiefs fans, we are with the John Pollard, and we're going to start talking about your quarterback. There's a number of things going on, and this has been a rough start for Alex Smith. So, John, tell me, what's the number one thing as you look at what Alex Smith does when pressured that really stands out to you? Yeah, you know, it's interesting. I always take uh, Alex's numbers, and whenever I'm working with a, a team client or if I'm, I'm doing a show like yours, Ryan, I always put it in the vernacular of an Andy Reid offense, offensive philosophy. Uh, we all know that Alex is a, a very athletic quarterback, but in, in general, uh, Andy Reid's offensive system suggests more shorter-range passes, lots of screen plays, and, and, and less downfield shots. Uh, we, I opened up the, ninth, uh, the 2015 numbers for – uh, all quarterbacks, or the primary starting quarterbacks last year in the NFL. And we have uh, the various base metrics that you'd expect for a quarterback, from completion percentage to quarterback rating to yards per attempt. And on completion percentage, we can break it down when they're pressured, when they're not actually getting physically touched, but they're being flushed from the pocket. And, of course, when they're blitzed or when they're facing no pressure at all. And in 2015, Alex Smith finished towards the bottom third uh, of the NFL and st- primary starters with a 39.8% completion percentage when pressured. Now, for the first two games of 2016, he's improved by almost by, by 11%. He's at a 50% even completion percentage when pressured. And, of course, when we do evaluations, like I said, this, differ- this is differentiated than when he's blitzed or if he's actually knocked down. 
And that really seems to be the key, especially with the patchwork offensive line they're dealing with. You know, he's going to be a guy that's going to get rushed and he's going to get hit. Does his escapability and being flushed help him or do you find that he's he's not really recovering once he's outside the pocket? You know, it's interesting. I opened up, we have a, a launch point map, which helps us look at, uh, for your listeners, Ryan, we look at middle pocket or clean pocket opportunities. Then we have to the left and right, uh, a scramble lane. And those scramble lanes indicate when the quarterback has been pushed from their intended launch point. So when they're flush from the pocket. And then we also have two other outside vertical lanes that we evaluate quarterback metrics by. And that's when they bootleg. And those are planned bootlegs. Uh, in the offense, either left or right. And in 2015, you know, Alex, he averaged 7.8 yards uh, attempt downfield in the pocket. But when he was flushed to his right, he was averaging only 4.4 yards per attempt. And on the bootleg, the planned plays, he was uh, throwing even shorter downfield, uh, an average of 3.2 yards uh, per attempt. Now, just to put that in context uh, for everybody, uh, the, the scramble area is about a, a, almost a full yard less than the average starting quarterback in 2015, and the bootleg is almost a full yard and a half less than the average quarterback in 20 uh, in 2015. So again, more short range, more checkdowns, more you know short to intermediate targeting is what we're seeing out of Alex and the Chiefs offense. And in 2016, it remains pretty consistent. Uh, he's only been flushed to his right this year. Uh, seven times his passing uh, his passing uh, yards per attempt is 4.5 yards, so very consistent with the 4.4 that we mentioned in 2015. But that is almost a, f- a full yard and a half less than the average quarterback for the first two weeks of the season. So again, you see him throwing very short downfield, and of course that makes it challenging for the offense to convert on things like third down or score in the red zone. Fall has arrived at JCPenney, the perfect time to refresh your home. From now until Sunday, get up to 50% off select comforter sets, furniture, and the most comfortable mattresses from top brands like Tempur-Pedic, Sealy, Beautyrest, and more. And save 50 to 60% on select sheet sets, plus an extra 15% with your coupon on select home items. Hurry and soon. That's getting your pennies worth. JCPenney. Coupon valid 928-109 on select home items, furniture, and mattresses. Price is valid 928-101. Selections vary by store while supplies last. Fitting on regular and original prices. Intermediate markdowns may have been taken. Some exclusions apply. See store or jcp.com for details. And so when you look at this read offense with Alex Smith at the helm, really what it can boil down to is for him to be his his eh, probably optimal is the best word that we can use in terms of his passing attack and getting yards per attempt. He's really got to be looking in that middle section. He's got to have a pocket to stand in. Is that not correct? Yeah, that that is correct. That's a fair that's a fair interpretation. What I also noticed when I looked at the numbers from 15, uh, 14, 15 and 16, uh, Ryan, is that team so far this year aren't blitzing the Chiefs very much. They're just clogging the lanes, making Alex throw, if I may, throw the ball through the briar patch. Uh, even though he's getting pressure, they're getting pressure with that patchwork offensive line. Opponents have been able to you know, apply pressure with four-man rushes. That's a challenge, obviously. But it also allows them to sit back and clog the lanes from a passing perspective, play a lot of zone, and force you know Alex to either check down or actually hold the ball himself and try to just move the ball up the field with his legs. Now, you were talking about the map, and with, with him only facing, like you said, a, a non a lot less blitz, more of a four-man front, more of a, a base attack, uh, do you see his map extending at all in terms of, of shots downfield, intermediate-type routes? Well, let's see. I'm looking at his intermediate attempts right now, and I can his intermediate passes we define uh, through our metrics as any passes 11 to 20 yards down the field. And in 2016 so far, Alex is 11 of 19 
the average NFL quarterback for the first two weeks of the season is 8 of 15. So, yes, they are trying to get the ball down the field a bit more. It looks like perhaps when he is either buying more time with his legs um, or, again, he's just getting, they get some wide receiver power now where they can get downfield. Just to put that in context, uh, last year in the intermediate passing zone in total, Alex was 43 of 75, so only had 75 attempts of passes 11 to 20 yards down the field for the totals the entire season. The average NFL starting quarterback had 103 attempts. So that indicates that, yes, Andy and the offense and Alex are trying to get the ball downfield a bit more, though that hasn't come out in the overall averages, completion percentage, and attempt averages so far. Again, we're only talking about you know two games in terms of a sample this year, of course. Yeah, and if proficiency comes along and he actually makes completions downfield, I think that's going to come along. So we've we've talked about the pocket. We've talked about where he's best. I know there's an interesting one that you mentioned earlier that what is the difference for a mobile quarterback like Alex Smith when his feet are planted versus when he's actually running? Yeah, we have a metric where we, we had, again, all quarterback metrics we can imagine from attempts to touchdowns to, you know, 20 plus yard plays. Uh, efficiency ratings, we have it by a planted and moving. And that doesn't necessarily, it could be in the pocket, it could be on a planned rollout, but that's when the quarterback actually establishes a stance uh, in, in the pocket for anything still. And for Alex, it's, it's very interesting. He is very athletic overall, but they like to have him in the pocket, which is very interesting. His overall totals, you know, for Alex Smith, when he's planted, he has a 69.7% uh, completion percentage. And of course, when he's moving, he has one of the one of the higher uh, percentage ratings. Let me sort to that very quickly, and take a look at the moving. When he, when he's actually moving, Alex is uh, actually further down. I'm sorry, he's only 41.2 percent. I spoke incorrectly. He's actually at the bottom of the league when he's moving, so much higher, 69 plus percent when he's actually in a planted stance with in a clean pocket. Uh, whether it's a pocket that's either in design roll or in the middle, when his feet are actually moving, he's down to a 41.2 percent. Uh, completion percentage uh, thus far this year. That's only behind, uh, only underneath him is Andy Dalton so far this year, Andrew Luck, and, and Andrew Luck. So it's quite an interesting number that we're looking at. You got an athletic quarterback, but he's actually showing much more efficiency and effectiveness when he's got a clean pocket and no one's grabbing at his leg and he's able to play, plant, plant his feet and get the ball downfield. Well, I think that just illustrates that he is going to be as dependent, if not more so than any other quarterback in the league on what his offensive line is able to do for him. Hopefully they can get that short up. He is John Pollard, and it doesn't matter whether you are an analytics geek and want to get further into it or you just want to understand the game that you're watching more. The teams in this league listen to the man. You need to listen to the man. You can find him on Twitter at JP Stats. an amazing follow. Go out and check him out. John, thank you for coming on with us. I really appreciate it. Thank you, Ryan. Look forward to talking to you again down the road. Sounds good. Take care. That's it for us this week. Enjoy the game. It should be a nail-biter. Thank you for listening for another Red Friday. And I do want to mention that we are going to have a giveaway in the coming weeks, uh, and it is going to be announced next week exactly what that is. We're just finalizing all the details. Thanks again for listening. Go follow us on Twitter, Chris Clark NFL and Ryan Tracy NFL, and enjoy the game. Have a good one. Thanks for listening to the Locked On Chiefs podcast. While you're out there, give us a rating or review. And reach out to us on Twitter at Ryan Tracy NFL and at Chris Clark NFL. We'll talk to you next time.
Support for this podcast comes from NetSuite. NetSuite lets you see what's going on with your business in real time, from accounting to order management and much more. You've outgrown your business management software. Let NetSuite help. Go to netsuite.com slash podcast to get your free guide and find out why NetSuite is a leading business management solution for growing companies. Get up and running fast with NetSuite.